Welcome to Outside Source Football. This is a show about what's going on inside the NFL. Your hosts, Evan Mick and Ty Ruddy, bring the latest predictions and updates from the league. Enjoy the show. Hello, and welcome to Outside Source Football. My name is Evan Mick, and I'm here today with a new long-term guest by the name of Gabriel Von Drack. Thanks, Evan. Glad to be here on 101.7 FM Radio Free Hillsdale. How are we doing out there? So this is the week one of the 2023 NFL season. We are going to do our game predictions, our fantasy football predictions, and we're just going to go through the whole thing. So first, we're going to start out with our matchup of the weeks. So these are a highlight game, our favorite game to watch for any reason, really. Mine is the Lions versus the Chiefs. So big thing, first game of the week. First game of the entire 2023 NFL season. That's very exciting. Obviously featuring the Super Bowl champions. There's also two very high-scoring offenses. Few turnovers, if any at all. And there is some upset potential to the former Super Bowl champions. Although maybe the Lions won't be favored in this game, there is a chance that they do pull off this win. I'm also not going to say it's going to be a super high-scoring game because the Lions rely on the run a lot and the Chiefs will probably run a little bit more this year too. But... I think it'll be a high-scoring points-per-drive game. Yeah, I got to agree with that. I think, if, if anything, the only thing that's going to slow maybe or lower the score in this game is the pace of the game. I don't think the offenses are going to have a, a real problem moving the ball. The Chiefs are the Chiefs, and, and I love what the Detroit Lions are doing right now on offense as well. So what's your matchup of the week? Well, I'm actually going to go on the opposite end of the spectrum. You took the first game of the week. I'm going to go ahead and take the last game of the week. I like the Monday night matchup with the Buffalo Bills and the New York Jets. I just think there's two two marquee quarterbacks here. You got Josh Allen, the Bills, and then obviously the new Aaron Rodgers on the Jets. I'm just excited. I can't wait to see it. You know, I, I have no idea really what to expect from the Jets. I mean, obviously, yeah, we know all the talent that they have on offense. Is it going to work putting them all together? We've seen this before. Teams go out, basically rebuild the team in free agency. And I would say more often than not, it doesn't work. Yeah, I mean, like we, we got to see. With the Rams, it worked. And then with the Broncos, it didn't. With the Bucks, yeah. it worked. It's, it's, it's kind of, you know, off yeah, and on. Yeah. So it's it's how are they really going to do? Now, here's the other thing about the Bills and the Jets game. I'm excited to watch that game, but I don't think that it'll be a measuring stick game for the Jets because Aaron Rodgers almost always struggles in week one. That's true. Yeah, I, yeah, so, I'd, yeah, I mean, you know, I, I wouldn't put too much stock in the game. I mean, yeah, if, if Rodgers comes out, has a bad day, I don't think that necessarily means that the uh, the season is over for New York. Um, but honestly, I'm favoring the Jets just because I know how good New York's defense is. With all the questions that they have on offense, the new pieces there, I feel like as, as bad as the Jets' offense was last year, we saw their defense carry them in such a way that, I mean, they were still in the playoff picture late in the year, and they had no offense to speak of. Yeah, and they they contained Josh Allen phenomenally last year. Mm-hmm. So that's a good No, they're obviously, obviously very familiar with him twice a year, every year. So All right, up next, we're going to do our regular season game predictions. So this is going to include all the regular games from Thursday night all the way up to Monday night football. So for Thursday night, I have the Chiefs beating the Lions 28-24. to Yeah, I like the Chiefs in that game as well. Like you said, definitely some upset potential. I think it's a close game. Lions, Lions could pull it off, but if I were a betting man, I'd, I'd put my money on the Chiefs. Yeah, I think a, a good player to watch is Aiden Hutchinson because if the Lions do what teams who have beaten the Chiefs normally do and not blitz a lot, it'll rely on Aiden Hutchinson. It'll rely on James Houston just to build that pressure on Mahomes. And and speaking of defense, I don't think we can uh, we can forget the fact that the Chiefs are going to be without 
their best defensive player, Chris Jones, unless, you know, something drastic here changes in the next few days. Um, but it looks like Jones is pretty, pretty sure he's going to be holding out. And I mean, it could, it, I think week eight is it, it could last up until week eight that he holds out. But I mean, yeah, with no Chris Jones out there, that's a huge loss to the Kansas City defense. So for week one regular season games, we're going to start with the Browns and the Bengals, which is kind of an interesting matchup because we don't know how good Deshaun Watson really is because I don't think last year was a good measuring stick. He didn't have a lot of practice. He was already off a year of football. So Deshaun Watson's measuring stick is really how good the Browns are going to be because they have a good defensive line. They have a great run game and they got some other pieces there. It's just how good will Deshaun Watson be will really tell how their whole season will be. I picked the Bengals to win that game 27-21. Yeah, I think I uh, I like Cleveland in the upset here. I think Deshaun Watson bounces back. I, you know, I think we know how talented of a player he is. We know what he can do. Um, last year was weird. He was, you know, coming off the suspension. I think there's still, you know, mentally there's a lot of distractions there. I think he's finally ready to put it behind, everything behind him. I think the Browns are ready to move on from it. I think he's going to play well. I think he's going to have a good game. I know Burroughs' health is a little bit of a concern right now. I think he is practicing. He is scheduled to play. But I, I like the Browns and the upset in that one. So for our third matchup, we have Texans-Ravens, which is not a super exciting matchup score-wise. I think the Ravens are going to win this one pretty handily. I have him 24-13. But I think it'll be pretty interesting to see how C.J. Shroud plays. I think he'll have a lot of interceptions this year. Yeah, I, I agree there. I don't think that there's uh, the Ravens should have any problem with the Texans. I'm more interested, yeah, just to see how Stroud plays as a rookie. Not a lot of talent on that Texans offense. I think they're going to struggle. They're, they're pretty young across the board, and the Ravens are an experienced veteran team. I am excited to see Odell Beckham Jr. on the Ravens. We'll see how he, how he fits into that offense. I'm excited to see J.K. Dobbins, see if he actually comes back to what he was two years ago. For sure. Uh, so the next game we got is the Bucks and the Vikings. And I picked the, the Bucks in an upset this week, 28-24. So I just think that matchup-wise, it's a really good matchup for the Bucks. Vikings' whole defense is honestly not very strong. I got to go with the Vikings in this one. I just don't trust Baker Mayfield. I think that Kirk Cousins and Justin Jefferson and company will have enough firepower on offense to get the win. So our next game is the Panthers and the Falcons. B. John Robinson's first game. And in Bryce Young's first game, two offensive stars, hopefully. I have the Panthers winning 20-17. to 17. I think that the rookie Bryce Young gets his first win in his first game. I just don't like the Falcons as a team, as a whole, in general. I like the Falcons' defense in the running game. I think that's going to... I think they'll get the win in this one, actually. i got to disagree with you there. They played good defense last year for most of the season. They had a great rushing attack without Bijan Robinson. Now they bring in Bijan Robinson. Um, and I think that the Panthers are just still a little bit, they're just too young. Up next, we have the Cardinals and the Commanders. Cardinals, I think they're going to be horrible this year. I have the Commanders beating them 16 to 10, which may seem close, but the Commanders offensively are pretty questionable. So unless the enemy schemes them really well, I think this will be a lower scoring game because I believe in the Commanders defense. Yeah, I don't, I don't think anybody is going to be picking the Cardinals in many games this year i like the commanders as well i think ron rivera is a really good head coach i think he's a guy who's one coach of the year before he was with the panthers but i think he's a good he's a good head coach i trust him i think sam howe may surprise some people I, I like what i've seen from him so far i think they built some momentum at the end of last year and in the preseason this year as well i think the commanders could surprise some people i think they're going to be a tough out 
for sure. And yeah, as, as for the Cardinals, they're a bit of a dumpster fire at the moment. I think Kyler Murray will probably want out after this year. I, I don't quite believe in the new head coach. Gannon? Nick Gannon? Yeah, I've seen some video. He's... He's uh something. He's something. He's, he's something. He's something. That's he's, for sure. He's weird. He doesn't uh, not giving NFL head coach vibes. No, that's for sure. I think he's one of those guys we may find out coordinator is where he's supposed to be. Yeah, and but who knows? You never know. Yeah, you and never it's, know. it's like Mike McDaniel if he wasn't funny. Yeah, Mike McDaniel. <laughs> That's a good that's a good comparison. He's just a little awkward. Yeah. I saw some videos well, from them and he was like the caption for the video was this guy couldn't motivate me to make a sandwich. That's not my <laughs> quote. That was somebody else saying that. I didn't say that, but it was not a bad quote. Uh, it was not a bad quote. I'll put it that way. For the next game we've got the Jaguars and the Colts. So I have the Jags winning 31 to 18, uh winning pretty handily here. The Colts will be interesting to see Anthony Richardson play, another rookie quarterback. Always interesting to see play. One another guy who I think will really struggle his first year because of his accuracy issues. But I think I'm more interested to, into seeing the play calling that is called for him because he is so athletic. And you have a new head coach who was a former Eagles offensive coordinator. I think it'll be super super interesting to see what they try to do with him. Yeah, new offensive coordinator from the Eagles. I would imagine they're going to go back to that model that they used with Jalen Hurts especially early in his career, run a very similar type offense because, you know, you're, you're dealing with the quarterbacks that have uh, similar skill sets there. I also like the Jaguars. Um, I, I'm looking to the Jaguars this year to make that leap. You know, last year they were, what, nine and eight, kind of just snuck in as a wild card team. Can can the Jags take over? Can Trevor Lawrence sort of solidify himself as, as running the AFC South? I want to see them not only beat the Colts, yeah, I'd like to see them beat the Colts pretty handily. Up next, we got the 49ers and the Steelers. And I'm a big 49ers guy. I know that there's a lot of chaos going on, but they named Purdy the starter. He seems to be healthy, and I have a lot of faith in this 49ers team, like I did last year until they lost four quarterbacks in a row. Yeah, this is this is tough. You got two two of the best head coaches in the NFL. I think, you know, Kyle Shanahan, especially when it comes to offensive scheme, play calling, drawing up plays. I don't think anybody schemes guys open better than Kyle Shanahan. Then you have Mike Tomlin. Mike Tomlin is is has anybody had more success in the NFL when you look at long, you know, longevity in the past 10, 15 years. Um I like Pittsburgh in this one. I I like Kenny Pickett to to be more comfortable, look better than he did as a rookie. I think he he improved steadily last year i like what we saw from him in the preseason the highest uh, highest rated quarterback in the preseason i know it's a preseason um but i yeah i think he'll have a big day i think george pickens could have a big day and i think yeah there is a little there's a little unrest in san francisco right now you know trey lance was just traded purdy you know word coming out of training camp maybe he didn't have the best training camp you know i know he's probably been limited injury wise i just think there's some distractions there i i like the steelers uh mainly because of the stability up next we got the titans and the saints i have the titans beating the saints in a lower scoring game 20 to 17 and i really really loved Derek carr but i will say that i actually thought andy dalton on the saints played was super underrated last year i thought that andy dalton played really good because it wasn't andy dalton's fault that all those picks were being thrown. He had wide receivers dropping balls and handing them to the other team. Stuff like that, dropping passes, a young team. I think that the ceiling for them is just Derek Carr doesn't really raise that ceiling enough. Yeah, this is an interesting one. I think after Aaron Rodgers with the Jets, Derek Carr with the Saints is, is probably, you know, old quarterback on a new team that I am very intrigued to see how it goes. He's got better talent 
around him than he has, you know, than he's used to in most of his career. Um, I like that receiving core. I like Olave. Uh, we'll see what Michael Thomas can do. Can he stay healthy when he's healthy? He's a great receiver. I uh, like Johnson at tight end. You got Kamara in the backfield. I think this team could be really good. I like the Saints in this one over the Titans myself. You're listening to 101.7 FM, Radio Free Hillsdale. This is Outside Source Football with our week one game predictions. So up next, we have the Raiders and the Broncos. I have a really, really low scoring game here. I have 10 to 13 Broncos. And Gabriel is a Raiders fan, so he's he's a little bit... Yeah, you know what? Let me take it here from here. What do we have, 22 minutes left? I think we're going to go ahead and fill the rest of that 22 minutes uh, just talking about this one. Not actually. But uh, obviously, I like the Raiders in this one. I like the pieces they have on offense. I love Devontae Adams. I like the addition of Jacoby Myers to the receiving room. Hunter Renfro is healthy. Obviously, they have Josh Jacobs back, leading rusher in the NFL last year. I think they're going to lean on him probably even more now that Jimmy Garoppolo is the quarterback. And I don't know if you know this, Evan, but the Denver Broncos have never beaten the Las Vegas Raiders. The Las Vegas Raiders. They beat the Oakland Raiders, but they've yet to beat the Las Vegas Raiders. So until they show me that they can, uh, there's no way I could take the Broncos in this game. Plus, I think... People are getting a little overhyped with the the Sean Payton is going to save Russell Wilson. I think, yeah, we need to pump the brakes on that a little bit. But for those reasons, I'm going with the Raiders. Yeah, I, I don't like Sean Payton to save Russell Wilson either. I totally, totally agree with that part. It's just that I believe that Sean Payton will coach them so well defensively, even better than they were last year to the point of where they're going to be in a lot of low-scoring games. Like, you got to remember at one point, they were like three and six or something. And if they scored 18 points in all their games, they would have been eight and one. It's like stuff like that. And I think that if they improve upon that, it'll just be completely different. That is true. They they have a tough defense, particularly that defensive backfield. Pat Sertan, maybe the best cornerback in the NFL, if not number one, probably number two. Uh, Justin Simmons at safety, great player. Um, yeah, no, it's I, I don't think you're wrong that it could be a low-scoring game. Probably is going to be a low-scoring game, especially with the pace that the Raiders play at. They like to run the football. They're not. Uh, this is not a hurry-up offense, not a spread offense. So I agree it's probably going to be low-scoring. I just like the Raiders, not the Broncos. Up next, we got the Eagles and the Patriots. Another game that I don't think will be that close. I think the Eagles will dominate. I have Eagles 27, Patriots 17. But I think the Eagles will dominate the whole game. I think the Eagles are better than the Patriots at everything the Patriots do well. Yeah, I agree. It's going to take a serious upset for the Patriots to win this game. I think this whole year, especially if the Patriots have another year like last year, we're getting to the point now with the Patriots where it's how how long are they going to keep Bill Belichick? How long are they willing to let Bill Belichick continue to be the coach just based on everything he's accomplished in his career um, and not judge him based on what the team is right now? Because they were bad last year and didn't make a lot of moves to improve heading into this season. So if it's more of the same, I, I wouldn't be surprised if if Bill Belichick will not be coaching there long after this season. I will give them one thing. Their schedule is is so hard. They play in, That's the hardest division in the NFL now, in my opinion. Yeah, I would agree. Up next, we got the Rams and the Seahawks. So I have the Rams losing to the Seahawks 24 to 30. So the Seahawks win. I do like the Rams to be better than they were last year, but I don't like them to be good. Yeah, the Rams, another question mark. Um, I like them in this game, and I think they bounce back as a team. I think specifically Sean McVay and Matt Stafford have a little bit of a chip on their shoulder 
going into this season. Um, obviously, much more than they did a year ago. A year ago, they were the reigning Super Bowl champions. There was a complacency that that team had all year, and then into bit by the injury bug, Stafford's out most of the year. By the end of the season, there were questions of whether McVay was even going to come back, whether his heart was still in it as a coach. I think he answered those questions by coming back, and I, I think he's out to prove something. And I think he is still, without a doubt, one of the best offensive minds um, in the NFL. And I, I like him over the Seahawks um, and the Rams over the Seahawks in this game. Up next, we got the Dolphins and the Chargers, which is another really, really, really good game, in my opinion. Dolphins... I have the Chargers beating the Dolphins 27 to 20, but the Dolphins have the better coach. The Chargers have the better court. It's like they're good at opposite things. I think that the Chargers run games better. They have better running backs, better just Austin Eckler, but the Miami's running backs are deeper. Uh, the Chargers have better total receiving weapons, but Miami has better top receiving weapons. It's like everything one team is good at, the other team is bad at. I think that coaching is a huge thing why this game will be so close i think if the chargers coaching was better this game wouldn't be as close but that's why i have the chargers just barely squeaking it out yeah because i like mike mcdaniel so much more than brandon staley i like the dolphins i think he's going to scheme the weapons that they have on offense open um maybe the best skill position group in the nfl with jalen waddle and, and tyreek hill and i think two is two is good enough you know, we the question with Tua is whether or not he can stay healthy. But we saw last year that when he was healthy, this is a really good offense. For As for the Chargers, it's always the Justin Herbert show. Can Justin Herbert, you know, pull off this Superman, Herculean effort to overcome any other shortcomings on the team, including bad or questionable decision-making from the head coach and the coaching staff? So for those reasons, I like the Dolphins. Yeah, and on your Mike McDaniels coaching thing, I think that you said that you said that Kyle Shanahan was the best at scheming his players open. I think that Kyle Shanahan has the best rushing play scheming in the NFL. I think that Mike McDaniel has the best pass play scheming in the NFL. Mm -hmm. So I think I love Mike McDaniel. He's one of my favorite coaches. Anyways, up next, we have the Packers and the Bears. Uh, the Packers own the Bears. I have them winning 24 to 17. I think that even with Jordan Love, I think that they're still going to be able to be better than this team. I think that they're going to be able to run all over them. I think Aaron Jones is going to have a field day. That's my that's my opinion. I don't think the Bears got better enough to beat the Packers. I got to agree with you. I think Jordan Love, they're not going to ask him to do very much. And I think from top to bottom, this the Packers roster is still much more talented than the Bears. I like Matt LaFleur, one of the better offensive uh, coaches in the NFL. Um, I don't think, same, yeah, same as you. I just don't think the Bears are, have quite closed that gap yet. I am very much intrigued to see if Justin Fields has improved as a passer, though. Obviously a prolific rushing quarterback last year and got a lot of excuses as to why the passing numbers weren't better because there were not very many people to throw the ball to. Went out and got DJ Moore, got him some more weapons. Can he make that leap to looking like a legit NFL quarterback passing from the pocket and not just a runner? Yeah, you want my opinion. I don't believe in him as a short passer. I think it's just it should be a run and gun scheme. It's what they should be running because he has a good deep ball. Mm -hmm. he, has, he can pass the ball deep. That's people keep saying he was a great passer at Ohio State. Well, yeah, he was throwing it deep all the time. He wasn't throwing these underneath West-style, Ex West-coast yeah, the, West, the West Coast offense, the short timing routes. Yeah, the, the accuracy and, and the touch on passes is what he seems to struggle with more than anything. Yeah, I just, I don't believe in him there. So Sunday night football, 
I have my upset of the week. I have the Giants beating the Cowboys 27 to 24. I just really like the Giants coaching. Brian Dable is probably my favorite coach in the NFL. Overall, I really believe in the Giants with the addition of Darren Waller. I think that the Giants got better as a team. I think that the Cowboys didn't. The Cowboys are still going to be a good team, quite as good as they were last year. Very similar, but not quite as good. Yeah, I think this is going to be a close one. Just, I think the Cowboys will pull it out. I think they have enough talent to to overcome the Giants. But I do agree with everything you said there about the Giants coaching staff. I love Brian Dable. I love what he did last year. I was shocked at what he did last year. I thought Daniel Jones was on his way out for sure. I didn't. I didn't think anybody could make Daniel Jones look like a legit NFL quarterback. And after last year, he got what did they resign him to? Hundred fifty million dollar contract. Something like that, hundred million dollar contract. I think it's just like forty million a year. Forty, mil- 40, 40 million, million a year. year. Forty million a year. That's yeah. a lot of money. That's crazy. I I never saw Daniel Jones making that. And I do like what the Giants did. I think Darren Waller is going to be a huge part of that offense. Can he stay healthy? That'll be the question. He struggled with injuries the past few seasons. Saquon Barkley is back, um, but I think the Cowboys are still just more talented on on offense and defense. Micah Parsons is an absolute game wrecker. I like that Zeke is now out of the backfield, taking away. You know, Zeke was Zeke was there he was, because he was Jerry Jones's guy. You know, it was, it was like they it was like a memorial when they would bring Zeke in. Was, you know, that was rough. So you know, Tony Tony Pollard is the lead back there for sure, as he should have been probably the last two seasons. I don't love. Dak. I like Dak. I think Dak is in that sort of mid-tier range of quarterbacks. You yeah, know, I the, agree. The, with the Derek Cars, the Kirk Cousins, he's somewhere in there. He's got a lot of talent. CeeDee Lamb, Michael Gallup. I don't love Mike McCarthy as a head coach. Never really have, but I still like Dallas in this game. So up next, we have our last game of the week, Monday Night Football, which was Gabriel's game of the week. So I have the Bills beating the Jets 28-27. I literally wrote in my notes another amazing game. I do believe in the Bills for one main reason, because Aaron Rodgers seems to always struggle in week one. Yeah, and if there was ever a time to think he was more likely to struggle than ever, it would be now. You know, he's on a new team for the first time in, what, close to 20 years, eight, you know, 18 years. Just for the sake of being a country, and I'm going to go with the Jets, I do like the Jets' defense a lot more than the Bills and their familiarity with Josh Allen. I like Robert Sala as a head coach. The question mark with the Jets, yeah, as just what are you know what is this offense going to look like you know can the talent can the talent and the hype actually you know can can reality match up and, and meet the expectations with what they have and i think they will thank you for listening to 101.7 radio free hillsdale outside source football we'll be back after this short break Hello, and welcome back to 101.7 FM, Radio Free Hillsdale. This is Outside Source Football. We're moving on to our fantasy football predictions here. We're going to start with our start of the week and then our sits of the week. So my first start of the week at wide receiver is George Pickens. He plays the 49ers. Uh, he's got a good defense. Yeah, he's playing against a good defense, but their worst position is secondary, and I think the Steelers are really going to look to attack that with Pickens. I think that that is their only advantage, really, that they have all day. I think they have a, a good chance of being behind at some point, too, which means they'll need to throw more, which means Pickens will be targeted more downfield. I agree with that analysis. Um I think that Pickens is by far the most talented player in that passing offense, and he's going to get a lot of targets. Uh, My first start of the week um, is Tua Tagovailoa against the Chargers. I know the Chargers always have talent on defense, but at the end of the year, every year it seems that their defense is just not very good. I think Tua is going to put up big numbers. He's got the weapons. He's got the coach. Um, I think this could be a big day for him. Yeah, and to uh, to preface our start of the week, uh, it's it's not a best player. We're not expecting these guys exactly. to be the to be the ones. They're these guys that you're like, do I start them over like a Justin Herbert 
average type guy who's going to put up good numbers every week but it's like this one week if you have this guy sitting on your bench you might want to play him because he plays a bad defense or he's playing against some injuries or something like that exactly they're, they're the high risk maybe but high reward guys i mean obviously if you have jalen hurts patrick mahomes lamar jackson josh Allen, you're going to play those guys those are your must starts yeah, you wouldn't start two over any of those guys no so moving on to my quarterback i have jordan love i plays chicago he plays a not very talented defense that's just straight up what it is I also think that because it's week one, I'm not saying love, I think it's going to be great in the future. I'm not saying love is going to be great long term, but I think that this week one, they're going to make things really easy for him. It's week one. He plays an easier defense. They're going to scheme a lot of things open for him. They're going to have some motion, some stuff like that. That's just making the game really simple through him, making really easy reads, that kind of stuff. Yeah, I definitely don't see them trying to put a lot on Jordan Love's plate this week. I, I would agree with that. My other start this week, and this one is this one's a real high risk, uh, maybe a high reward, but I like DeAndre Swift in that Philadelphia backfield. You know, Miles Sanders is gone and probably be... You know, even last year they were running back by committee. Um, I think it'll be more of that, but I like DeAndre Swift mainly, especially if you're in a PPR league. I think DeAndre Swift is a great receiving back. He's already shown that in his career. Look, look for him to get some points in the screen game, swing pass game, even you know going out in the slot, playing a little bit of slot receiver. But I'll be interesting to see how the Eagles use him um, and what his value is this season going forward. But I'd roll the dice on it, Week One. My running back pick for the week is Samaje Pirine. So Javante Williams is not 100% coming off that ACL tear. And even if he plays at all, Pirine will have more touches in a non-high-scoring offense, but it's an offense that I think will run a lot more because we've seen what Russell Wilson did on his own last year. And I think Sean Payton is just trying to hand the reins over to anybody else he possibly can, make Russell Wilson's job really easy, and then that way they can actually be successful. So I think that Pirine, at least for week one, while we're not really sure about Javante, it's going to be that guy. They're going to put a lot of touches in his hands. Do you want to hear a, a little personal story about Smaj P. Ryan? I would, I would love to hear a personal I story. I played against him in a seven-on-seven seven game my freshman year of high school. Did you win? I don't remember. I don't even remember. I do not remember I threw a touchdown to my brother. It was seven-on-seven, seven, so nobody really cared. But I was a freshman. We were playing against Hendrickson, where P. Ryan went to high school. He was a senior. Yeah, all I remember is that I threw a touchdown to my brother, who was also a senior, and I was really excited. But yeah, at the time, I was like, yeah, that's Maj P. Ryan. Yeah, he's going to Oklahoma. Like, he's all everything. Fun little side story there. <laughs> that actually is pretty exciting. I like Terry McLaurin at receiver. Commanders, similar to your take on George Pickens of being the focal point of that offense, uh, the passing offense. McLaurin, I think, is going to be the focal point of this offense. I said before, I like Sam Howell. I think there's some chemistry there between those two. And I don't like the Cardinals. So put all those things together. I think it could be a good week for scary Terry McLaurin. So my tight end start of the week is Tyler Higby versus Seattle. Other than top guys, it's always kind of hard to find a starting tight end. But Tyler Higby has the advantage this week of playing against a super slow linebacker core. Like Bobby Wagner right now is back in Seattle. Do you know how many times the Rams had Bobby Wagner covering people? Never. Because uh, he, could, he couldn't do it. He just had him blitz every play. Well, how old is Bobby Wagner now? I don't. Old. Mid-30s? Very He's got to be mid-30s. He's so old. That's just tough to play that position that long. I think he'll have a lot of open holes and open zones. And with Matthew Stafford coming back, I think that other than Cup, especially with the Cup hamstring problem, 
I think that Higby will look to a lot more. Stafford loves Tyler Higby. Yeah. I've, I always notice that when I watch watch him play with the Rams. <laughs> he really likes throwing the ball to Tyler Higby. If it, yeah, if it wasn't Cup, it seemed the ball was going to Tyler Higby. I did, think it's a good pick. Did you hear the new uh, Stafford problem? Stafford said he's having trouble connecting with the young guys. I can relate to that. He said that they're on their phone too much. He just doesn't know what to do. He says he doesn't want to feel like the parent and take their phones away. That's my favorite story of the week, to be honest. It, it reminds me of... Um, I don't know what it's from. It's from some TV show, I think, but it's uh, the Steve Buscemi meme where he's like dressed up in the in like the skater stuff and he's walking up and he's like, hello, fellow kids. That's how that's how I picture Matt Stafford walking into the Rams <laughs> locker room right now. Like he's going to try to start doing TikTok dances, maybe. Uh, who knows? That would be I, I wish him well. That would be fun to watch. I love Matthew Stafford. Anyways, my kicker start of the week is Young Hoku versus the Carolina Panthers. Uh, Arthur Smith's a very conservative head coach. So I think that going for it on fourth down isn't something that they're going to do a lot. And even in a relatively, my projection, low scoring game, I think that he'll get some opportunities because they won't go for it because they'll be driving down the field and they'll run the ball on first, second, and third. And then we'll get to fourth and one and they'll be like, field goal. Conservative. Yeah, field goal. Yeah. So they also play in a dome. Really important for kickers. Absolutely. Love domes. And shocker here, I like Daniel Carlson, the Raiders kicker. They are playing in Denver, high altitude, farther field goals. Carlson, one of the strongest and most accurate legs in the NFL. I think he's in that category where if you have him, he's a must start. But it gives me another chance to talk about the Raiders. So Daniel Carlson for sure. Plus the Raiders offense is probably not going to be scoring very many touchdowns. They tend to do that and they're going to be settling for a lot of field goals. So Daniel Carlson, fantasy owners, rejoice. My defensive start of the week is probably a, a pretty obvious one. If you've looked at the Arizona roster at all, Washington Commanders is one of my the easiest start of the weeks I've ever seen. Uh, Arizona has no talent at all, and that Washington D-line is, is good. They're very good. Even if Chase Young isn't good, they're good. Yeah, absolutely. A Arizona is going to be one of those teams where if you're changing defenses every week, you're going to want to know who the Cardinals are playing just to play the defense against them. I'm going in a similar vein there with my defense. I like the Ravens defense against the Texans. Texans playing a lot of young guys, playing a rookie quarterback in C.J. Stroud. Not really sure what we're going to get, but I could see the Ravens defense having a little bit of a field day, causing some turnovers, getting some sacks, and racking up some points in fantasy. So now we're going to move on to our sits of the week. So for wide receiver, my sit of the week is D.J. Moore. I'm not super high on Moore in the first place, so obviously it doesn't help. But being matched up against a good tackler who can cover deep, which is the really, in my opinion, the two things DJ Moore is good at, breaking tackles and catching deep balls. Uh, it doesn't look good for him playing against Jair. It's just a horrible, horrible matchup for week one. Yeah, not a great matchup. And, and the Packers defense can also fork it, fo focus on DJ Moore with not a whole lot else going on on the Bears offense. Uh, my first sit of the week is Denver Broncos quarterback Russell Wilson. I don't think Wilson's going to come out of the gate putting up huge numbers. I know most people are looking at, oh my gosh, he's playing the Raiders defense. You have to play him. Okay, maybe the Raiders defensive secondary, a lot of questions there, but they still have Max Crosby up front. They have Chandler Jones up his front as well. Not a great year last year. Hopefully he can play a little bit better. And they also have Tyree Wilson, a high first round rookie out of Texas Tech, coming off the edge as well. And Russ is a guy who's been known to take some sacks in the past. So I think they're going to get some pressure on him. And I don't think he's going to have a huge day scoring. Plus, he's already he's lost Tim Patrick. Tim Patrick's out for the year at receiver. Jerry Judy is. I don't think he's playing this Jerry, week. He, Jerry Judy and Corlin Sutton are both very banged up. Even if they do play, I think they're both. Yeah, I, th I think I think Sutton. I think Sutton is a little bit more likely to play 
Uh, Judy, I don't think is as close to playing. Um, so yeah, I, I don't love Russell Wilson this week. My quarterback sit of the week is Matthew Stafford. He's not a total avoid. Like if you have to play him, he's better play than like a, a Colt McCoy. I don't even think he's their starter. I think Josh Dobbs. I, is, I, I think they dropped Colt McCoy. I, think Josh I don't Dobbs think he's on a roster. Is their, is their starter right now. Yeah. Anyways, tell me you're tanking without telling me you're tanking. <laughs> if he's the only QB you got, play him by all means. There's not much of an avoid player this week at quarterback, in my opinion. It's just I'd give Stafford a week to get back because it's been a long time, you know, since he's played football. And not that it's been like, you know, forever, but I think that you give him a week to get back after an injury. Yeah, my next one, um, this is one's a little bit controversial because this guy is a borderline must start, but I do not like Ramondre Stevenson, uh, the Patriots running back against the Eagles. I think the Eagles have probably the best front seven in the NFL. I think there's a good chance the Patriots get down early in this game and are going to have to, you know, force their way back throwing the football. Uh, could be a bad day for Ramondre Stevenson. My running back sit of the week is Najee Harris versus San Francisco. I just don't think the Steelers are going to be up in this one. I don't think Najee's going to have a lot of running opportunities. And even when he does, I don't think that they'll be super successful because of how good San Francisco's defense is. I also think the Steelers will use a little bit more of a committee this year. A lot of talks about James Warren being good. And uh, even their third guy, I think they drafted somebody this year. They've talked a lot about rotating through guys a lot more this year. My honorable mention for running back is also uh, James Cook. Could just play the Jets, but that's just an honorable mention. Uh, my other sit, another big name, um, but didn't quite live up to the hype last year uh, at receiver is Debo Samuel. Um, I think there's just too many guys on that 49ers offense that you just never know where the points are going to go. You know, Kittle, it seems like Kittle's going to get his points pretty, really like, you know, seem comfortable throwing the ball to George Kittle. Christian McCaffrey is a huge part of that offense, um, both in the run game and the receiving game. And in, in games last year when Christian McCaffrey played, I thought this was really surprising. Debo Samuel averaged 11 points a game, which I mean is, you know, not horrible, but that's also not you know, what you're looking for from a starting receiver. So I, I think that trend continues. I'm not sure if Debo will ever quite get back to the fantasy player that he was two seasons ago when he was such a big part of that offense. Uh, but for those reasons, I, I don't like Debo Samuel this week against a, a pretty stout Pittsburgh Steelers defense. Yeah, I, I had Debo as my honorable mention. I also think that they lost... Uh, their number two running back last year for the last six weeks or something like that. And now he's back. So that'll also take touches away from Debo, where he was the number two running back behind CMC. Mm -hmm. Now he'll just be in that receiver jet sweep type role. Yeah. I just think it's limited. There's just, there's only yeah. so many touches only, to go around. Yeah. The 49ers is just, it's just such a talented team. For sure. I mean, it's a good problem to have, but uh, not a good not problem a, to have for, uh, for fantasy, fantasy owners. Football. So you're listening to 101.7 FM Radio Free Hillsdale. This is Outside Source Football. We're going through our fantasy football starts and sits of the week. My sit of the week for kicker is Chris Boswell versus the 49ers. Once again, I think the Steelers are just not going to be super high scoring. They may opt for field goals, but in an open air stadium against such a good defense, I see Chris Boswell as a sit. My sit of the week at kicker of Brandon Aubrey. I do think the Cowboys score, but I think they're going to be scoring touchdowns. So I think he's going to be relying on, you know, maybe a few extra points here and there but I don't think he'll be a big scorer this week. Yeah, kind of let Jake Elliott looked like very consistent, a lot of extra points. Yeah, is uh, but Butker's the same way with the Chiefs. 
I mean, still gets. I mean, they get so many extra points. Yeah, it kind of starts to add up. Yeah, nobody but, goes. Nobody goes for it more on fourth and one though than the than the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah, well, they're aggressive, and the Chiefs I think are the same way. Just two of those aggressive teams. They're 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 rarely looking to settle for field goals. My defensive sit of the week is the Pittsburgh Steelers. My third Pittsburgh sit of the week. I just really don't believe in this you Pittsburgh team. You do not believe in Mike no, Tomlin this week. Wow. Not this week. It's just 49ers are so stacked. And for week one, they're healthy. The weeks after that, people start breaking in half. Yeah, we'll see. But 49ers week one is a team that you do not want to play week one. That's true. That's true. Uh, my sit of the week um, on defense, I've, I think I've mentioned them earlier, but uh, the Los Angeles Chargers. I, I think the Dolphins are going to put up big numbers on them. Next up, we got our NFL honors predictions. So for MVP, I have the obvious choice, the easy choice, maybe a little bit cheating. I have Patrick Mahomes. Really? Yeah, back. I know. Surprising. Crazy. That is, uh, you're going out on a limb there. For real. That's tough. Yeah. Jeez. Just because I refuse to pick Patrick Mahomes, I will go with one of the few guys who I think is is a legitimate candidate, uh, Joe Burrow. I think if Joe Burrow has another great season, Bengals are good. Maybe take that one seed in the AFC. He can take the throne for this year from Patrick Mahomes. But I mean, realistically, there's only a handful of guys yeah, there's who not. could actually get it. I mean, unless somebody comes in and, and shocks us like Lamar Jackson 2019, and has a season like that, it's going to be Mahomes or Burrow or Jalen Hurts or Josh Allen or, Josh Allen. or Justin Jefferson. That's pretty much the end of the list. That's pretty much it. I, I don't. I even Jefferson's I think, a struggle. I don't think there's any way Aaron Rodgers could do it this year. No, I, I don't just. See it I either. just don't think so. My yeah. offensive player of the year is Jamar Chase, similar to your Joe Burrow pick. I think that if they're the one seed, Burrow won't be the MVP, and I think that Chase will be the offensive player of the year. That's a good pick. That's a good pick. I think Justin Jefferson has been so good. He's overshadowed Chase a little bit. I think people are forgetting. It's because Chase was out last year. He missed some time with some injuries. People are forgetting how good Jamar Chase is. He's just as good as anybody in the league at receiver. I'll go dark horse pick here. Uh, Josh Jacobs is my offensive player he of the just, year. He just wants to talk about the Raiders, people. <laughs> That's not true. I have I have facts. I have evidence to back this pick up. Jacobs led the league in carries and yards last year with Derek Carr under center. And so this year with Jimmy G calling the shots, I think they're going to lean on the run game even more, especially when Jimmy G inevitably gets hurt in week five or six and we start Aiden O'Connell. We're really going to lean on the run game. Uh, so look for the Raiders to just force feed Josh Jacobs. There's nobody else in that backfield who's going to take um, many carries from him. Yeah, um, he'd, ha- so, he'd have to break 2,000 yards. Yeah, well, and I think he might. I think, I think he, he might. might. So that's my pick. All right, my defensive player of the year is TJ Watt. Once again, another super talented guy. He's won it before. I just don't see any of the other guys in that category winning it. It's TJ Watt was hurt last year most of the year. So I think that that's a big one for him to win because it's one of those things where it's like you missed so many games, people kind of forget how good you really were. Yeah. And now that he's back and fully healthy, it'll be like, wow. I think we've gotten some of that with Aaron Donald because he missed time last year. All of a sudden, nobody wants to talk about Aaron Donald anymore. He's still one of the best players in the NFL, for sure. But not my pick for Defensive Player of the Year. If I was biased, I would say Max Crosby, but I'm not. I'm going to pick Micah Parsons, Dallas Cowboys edge player. Parsons can do it all. I mean, he's a freak. 
He's just a freak. He's a great, great pass rusher. He's great against the run. He has the speed and the athleticism to drop back in coverage. Uh, the guy's just everywhere. I think the only thing that could stop him um, is an injury. Yeah, uh, he's but, a wild, he's a wild athlete. But he, he's he's my pick. I mean, the guy the guy is challenging Tyreek Hill in a sprint, and he has the confidence he can actually win that. I mean, he's he's nuts. I like Parsons. My offensive rookie of the year pick is Bryce Young. Uh, I think that if Jackson Smith or Jordan Addison went to a different team, maybe I pick them. But I think in the situations that they're in, they're just not in the right situation to win no. offense. They're both they're both going to be number two receivers at yeah, best. I think so, and I think same thing with um even with Bijan Robinson in the loaded offense that he's in and the probably lack of wins that they're going to get. I just think that quarterback is the best pick here. I think that it'll be a not talented, not competitive offensive rookie of the year you, you race. Think, like it'll be low, low tier offensive think, rookie of the year. You think it's going to be pretty underwhelming? Yeah. Like overall, yeah. I, I agree with that. I don't think that's a bad take. Um, even though the Falcons like the running back by committee, I still like Bijan Robinson for this pick. I think he's going to get a lot of carries. I think he's a supremely talented player, and I'm a Texas guy, so I'll go with Bijan for my pick. For my defensive rookie of the year pick, I have Jalen Carter, freak athlete out of Philadelphia. If he plays in all 17 games, if he is healthy, if he shows up on time and not fat and like his workout, he's looked good. He's he, looked, uh, he looked good in preseason. He's He's the best defensive player in this class. I think he's the same like type of athlete, type of prospect that Kyle Pitts was two years ago. That's the guy that I compare him to. Obviously, opposite size of the ball, different positions, but like prospect wise, that's that's who he is. Yeah, just one of those unicorn sort of prospects. Yeah, I agree with that. If if it wasn't for all the off field stuff, there or the questions about character, commitment, whatever, I think Carter probably was in the conversation for number one overall pick. I mean, if you just watch the tape, he was probably the best player in college football last year. That's a safe pick. I'm going to go with Will Anderson. I think the Texans are not talented. Uh, the defense probably won't be very good, but he will be on the field a lot. And as an individual, he's a very talented player. I think he'll make some plays. I think, yeah, what Jalen Carter is going to run into in in Philly, in Philly uh, because they're so good is he may not get as many snaps you know they're, they're, they're going to have a rotation on that defensive line for sure um will anderson is is not going to leave the field very much so just from a because of that volume i think he's he's got a good chance of uh of pulling off that defensive rookie of the year my comeback player of the year is the it's probably my freebie pick it's one of those it's not that i like that he's gonna win it it's the fact that i think he's gonna win it i have demar hamlin it's just one of those things where it's like alex smith a couple of years ago you come back from the dead you win comeback player of the year yeah i i, I agree he's he's probably going to get it for sure um not even probably he'll he'll definitely get he'll, it he'll he'll get that uh but for the sake of talking about the award if if the demar hamlin situation was not a situation uh, i like matthew stafford as a as a candidate for that one i think he's got a bounce has a bounce back year i think the rams are, are much better and i think he plays pretty well my coach of the year pick is probably a surprising one but i have them winning the afc east which is probably the hardest division in football so my coach of the year pick is robert sala interesting interesting i know um, i like that one it's just the um, fact that i think they're going to win so many games if aaron Rodgers isn't the mvp and if garrett wilson isn't the offensive player of the year which i think actually that's a pretty good sleeper offensive player of the year is garrett wilson yeah but Absolutely. I think that be. if they don't win awards, 
there's no way that they're 13 and four and Robert Salad doesn't win coach of the year. Yeah, that's a good pick. That's a good pick. I'm going to go with the coach that he used to work for in Kyle Shanahan. I honestly, because Shanahan didn't win it last year, right? It was Brian Dable. Brian Dable won it last year. And Brian Dable deserved it. But when you look at what Shanahan's been able to do, especially with everything that he's had to deal with at the quarterback position, which is the most important position on the field, if Brock Purdy starts this year, plays really well again, and San Francisco is on another deep playoff run. I I think at some point we got to give this award to Kyle Shanahan just for everything that he's accomplished there. So he's my pick. My hot take of the year. So this is what we're ending with. I think the Jets will lose their season in the playoffs on a missed special teams play. So whether it's a missed field goal or a blocked, but I'm not saying that. But I think I don't think you're specific enough. I think you need to get a little bit more specific than that. That's kind of a general hot take. I just think that <laughs> it's a special teams. How many teams lose on special teams plays? Is all I'm saying. Can you give me the date and the time as well? Yeah. Maybe, maybe. What do you what, want from me? What yard line is it going to happen on, Evan? Come oh on, get a little bold. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's just I don't want to be wrong. You know. That's that's good. Very wow. conservative hot take. I guess I can, I can tell you've thought about that one quite a bit. I could go positive hot take or negative hot take. Which one do you want from me? I want the negative hot take. You want the negative hot take? Okay. Um, Josh McDaniels is fired by week eight. That's the negative hot take. That's, I like that hot take. Yeah. I do not like Josh McDaniels. I'm sorry. I, I think he, if, if they are really bad again, he could be fired before the season's over. Yeah. So thank you for listening to 101.7 Radio Free Hillsdale. This is Evan Mick and Gabriel Von Drack with Outside Source Football. Please go follow us on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter at OSVFB underscore pod. Thank you for listening and have a great day.